Today's Video Gamer UK podcast is sponsored by Jagex's Block and Load, an online first-person shooter now free to play on Steam. Get more info at blockandload.com and tweet at videogamer.com now for the chance to win one of five VIP codes. How close you are to Burns. You happy or sad about it? Shut up. Dissing you, Burns. Dissing me. Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Simon Miller and today I am joined by Stephen W. Burns. No, I'm not. Okay, cheers. Mr. Tom Ari. But I can't hear myself in the headphones at all. Can you not hear yourself? No. Well, I can hear you, and that's what matters. So I'm going to keep you at the right level. I'm going to keep you on course. So you haven't got to worry about it. And we've also got a special guest today. If you are, if you're aware of our Patreon, you can pay a certain amount of cash a month. You can come on the Video Game UK podcast. And today we have Osman. Hello. A round of applause. Round of applause. I thought that was going to be around one end of the room and left him at the Well, that's because of our setup. Unfortunately, Osman is kind of in the corner, but that's only because of the way this all works. Osman, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Um, You've been listening to the Video Game UK podcast for about two and a half years. Yes, as as I was telling you earlier, my first ever podcast was the GTA 5 spoiler cast. That's a long time ago. He's still listening. Think of that. He's still listening. The dedication, and now I'm a patron. (laughs) And now you're on the Video Game UK podcast. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, full circle. And later on today, you can listen to yourself and go, like, hey, <laughs> mum, I've made it. And I can read all the hateful YouTube comments. Oh, they're well, amazing. Oh, they're the best thing ever. We'll get, we'll get them on right to reply and stuff, and then, and then it will be fine. Uh, another week has passed. If you've never listened to Video Game UK podcast today, we're a podcast about video games. Before we go anywhere, actually, um, I've got a new thing. Keep liking that Facebook, but start following Video Gamer on Twitter as well. I've decided we don't have enough Twitter followers. Video Game, no, at VideoGamer.com needs Twitter's, more Twitter followers. Twitter's dying. Who says Everyone Twitter is dying? Twitter, no, dying. Twitter is Facebook technically dying. And Instagram. Okay, Facebook and Instagram are massive. But, our Instagram but some people got like two pictures on it. That's because we don't do anything with it. But it, Twitter's got some people have like forty million followers. That doesn't sound like something that's dying yeah, to me. It can't monetize it. Well, it so this way, you need money. to read Bloomberg Businessweek, motherfucker. And I know it can't so make any money. But I also you keep an eye on Twitter. They know what they're doing. They're going to be fine. Yeah, Jack will do it. Uh, we're talking about huge games this week. So anyone that someone a couple of weeks ago went. Why aren't you talking about any huge games? I wish you just make up stuff. Oh, yeah, I played <laughs> Call of Duty the other day. Did you? No, but it sounds good for a podcast. So that guy, calm down. Yeah, we're calm going to be talking about big games today. Now, we're in the lovely land of Embargo World, so we can't talk about them to a certain degree. But I quite like this because these are big AAA games. Tom Ari's played one. Steve Burns played other one. And Osman can give our impressions from like you know the excitement level. Because yeah. for both of these games, I don't think, to me anyway, the hype seems low even though they should be massive. Yeah. So we start with Halo 5. Mm-hmm. Guardians. Yeah. Which you've been playing, Tom. Yeah. Biggest Microsoft game of the year, really. It's their biggest franchise, or I would say, Simon Miller. It's definitely the biggest exclusive that they own franchise, yeah. anyway. Now, I watched you playing it, and I don't mean this in a detrimental way. I just mean it in a completely observatory way. If you, would, if you were told me it was Halo 4, I probably would have believed you. Yeah, but you'd be wrong. I know I'd be wrong. My Very point wrong. being is it doesn't look it like... Does. It's... No, it does. No, it doesn't, it Tom. Does, oh, look, here he comes. <laughs> Halo Defence Force. You're wrong, Tom. You've only played it Honestly. for 50 hours. Yeah, You're I'm on the internet right now. I'm serving that role. <laughs> there are bits that look amazing. Like you saw, like in the indoor bits when it's kind of like the sci-fi... Oh, backtracking cor- now. Here sci-fi it comes. corridors, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it looks a lot like Halo 4. <laughs> exactly. away. But it still looks better. But then you've got these massive open bits as well, which I don't know if they're covered by any bargo or not. I can't remember which bits are. <laughs> but there are... Just ridiculous. Amazing. There are. It, it's a very nice looking game. That's, yeah. that's all I'm I only say. said that to try and wind you up. Yeah. So how it are you looks, finding it though? Well, I really, from the three levels and level eight, 
first three levels <laughs> on level eight, which I've the only ones I've played. Yeah. Um, I really like it. It's uh, Halo for me feels like an you're actually shooting. It's like a shooting game, like COD and uh, like COD imitators. They all feel a bit like you're there, you're shooting guns, but you're kind of going along for a ride, and you could just press whatever and you'd get through it. Halo feels more like you're there as part of like a battle. Um, and this feels just like the other Halos have, which is very good. It's got the new um, like team mechanic, so you've got your other guys there with you. Um, so if you're downed, you can essentially call for help and they can come and help you. Obviously, that would be more fun, I imagine, with real people. But at the moment, the servers aren't up and stuff, so I'm just yeah. playing it on my own. Um, but I really like it. It feels like a proper game, not just kind of a, a shooting gallery. Oh, well, that's nice. I mean, I didn't play much of Halo 4, mm. but the general consensus was that you can't really tell it hasn't been made by Bungie. If anything, it's a more sooth- well, smoother experience. Well, that's what you would say, but a lot of people would say, you're wrong. Well, those people can <laughs> kiss my ass. I, no I like Halo 4 a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very good game. Um, to be honest, Basically, it's like a step up. That's what yeah, I'm trying to get this, at. Yeah. This, this feels like, I mean, it's, it seems a bit odd, to, like dumb to say. It doesn't feel like a Bungie game because Bungie haven't made a Halo game in years and years and years mm-hmm. now so it feels like a halo game to me um and that's all i really wanted i mean can't really say tons of stuff but i think if you really want a good halo game this is going to be a good halo game mm-hmm. um i think it's it will probably have people going I wish, like <laughs> graphically look at those jaggies and uh, look at this, all this stuff <laughs> even i thought it looked uh, it looked quite nice i think it, it oh, obviously really. looks very similar people oh no there, i'm just there saying are definitely bits the where you think yes this is clearly like a proper like next current gen uh, Halo game, and people go, oh, it looks just like Halo 4. It doesn't. It's got a similar style because Halo games have a style to them. Um, Fish price, isn't it? It does look, it resembles a lot of the stuff you did see in 4, but then it's the same universe. Obviously, it's going to look similar. Um, but I think compared to other shooters out there, this is, for me anyway, and particularly in the campaign, it's a campaign I like playing, and it feels like a good game. It's not just like, all graphics and no gameplay or in cod's case a fun game but i don't feel like i'm there actually contributing particularly almost in cod it often feels like you could just be there and everyone would just fall down dead anyway you feel like a camera that fires bullets in cod i feel yeah mm, i agree oh there you go halo osmond so yeah. this, is, this is the bit i find most interesting because you know you're out there in the world you're loving I games indeed. you're living them up <laughs> halo i mean are you a halo fan to begin with I played uh, Halo 1 and 2. I remember playing that on the PC. Halo 1. Halo 1. Quite, Halo quite one. Enjoying. Sorry, sorry, Steve. It's all right. It's all right. With, our, with our guests, you know, like when people come over for dinner, if they make a mistake, you just go, don't worry about it. However, source. people who are in your house, then you got, as soon as the guests leave, you've got, you got to crack down. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like your parents are waiting for you to go, and then like, right. So you haven't played a Halo game since the second one? Yeah. Basically. Now, was it because you kind of had your fill with them or just they never really got you to begin with? I remember the first two being kind of boring. So oh, here it comes. I'm with you 100%. Here it comes. I'm with you 100%. Well, I, well, I remember the infamous, was it, is it the library yes. section? Yeah. Which I remember one. getting towards that and thinking, oh, I've, I've just had enough of this. And yeah. It was one of those games that I never actually completed because I got to that stage. I was like, this is just winding round and round and round and round. I was like, yeah. I've just had enough. But uh, I mean, since then, I've not had... I only had a 360 for like three, four months, I think, before I swapped that for a for a PS3. Mm. And so I've not really played much of Halo since the. No, do the you own first it? What, what consoles do you own actually now? Uh, PS4. That's it. So obviously yeah. there's no way obviously. you get Halo. Then. 
Well, what what is Halo, Miller? He could buy an Xbox that One. That was my next question. <laughs> Don't steal my questions. <laughs> like they're levels, leading questions. From levels one, two, three, and eight, it's a good game. <laughs> leading, my next question was, you know, what would entice you to buy an Xbox One? When I said obviously as well, I mean because everybody has a PS4. Look at the numbers. Can't argue with numbers. I love the Xbox One. I'd marry it, but the numbers don't lie. I don't. I'd divorce it. <laughs> yeah, would you, what, what do you need to buy an Xbox I, One? Obviously I, not Halo, which is a big deal. I, I don't think there's anything, to be honest, because for, for me, there's, there's a much of a muchness between the two consoles apart from maybe certain exclusives. I just and don't care about them. I, I just, because um, with, um, with the Xbox, there's going to be... I guess uh, Forza and Halo and a few other games. And it, it, to real me, game just, for real men. Yeah, <laughs> games that, to be honest, don't interest me. And then Gears of War is, is a good one, of course. Look at that. Um, I love it. Exactly. You can say shit. It's okay. Like, there's so many people. I get messaged all the time. People say to me, Miller, I think Gears of War is shit. I'm like, it's not my child. I don't care if you think. I'm happy that you think Gears Miller of War is shit. Miller's not real. No, but I do love Gears. In other AAA news, Burns, you've been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I have. Now, it comes out this week. It does. I mean, if you're listening to this as a patron, it comes out in three days. If you listen to this like not a patron, it comes out in two days. Uh-huh. Um, and you probably even bought it from your own local special shop. You may you have did. it now. Maybe. I'm sure that Gaff will be talking about I'm oh, I'm on NeoGaff now. So they're my <laughs> boys. They're my boys now, all right? Which means that when my review goes up, instead of just having to respond via the medium of Twitter and then watching my tweets get embedded in, I can go in and go, Hello gentlemen, how are we today? Exactly. And, and you can talk to them. Yeah. Uh, again, though, we're playing around with embargoes here. But from what you can talk about Assassin's Creed on a on a base level, mm-hmm. um, well, Jim played uh, some yeah. like the preview, and uh, that wasn't too long ago. So I'll talk about the stuff that he talked about. Essentially, Which you've seen now as well. Yes. Yeah. So I really want to like Assassin's Creed. Uh, I thought two uh, Brotherhood uh, of what I played of it, and even a bit of Revelations. I really, really like this. It's like more Brotherhood Revelations, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, that was Assassin's Creed 2, Part 3. Uh, so, the Assassin's Creed 2 was one of those games I just didn't want to end. It, that whole thing of like going around collecting everything, I just did that before I finished the story because I really wanted to eke so much out of it because I love the world. Mm. Uh, my issue so far with later Assassin's Creed games is the, the tech behind it has moved on, but the mechanics haven't yeah we're in a post kind of witcher and metal gear solid 5 in particular world now and it's just not cutting it anymore and the ai is is dreadful you can confuse it very easily by if you're hanging on a wall above one of the snipers they have to get a bead it's the same as before you know they get a bead on you and if they hit you with one shot you fall all the way back down so you can't just clamber away but if you're directly above them you can keep on moving and they, their animation to raise their gun is so slow that by the time they've raised it and got a bead on you, you're on the other side of them. And what Metal Gear Solid Five did really well was its mechanics were you know, like, like clockwork, like that old saying, but they really were. One part turned another part of the world. Mm. Assassin's Creed's mechanics don't feel like they interact with each other. They just seem like they're utterly staged. So AI won't necessarily react to you. It'll see you. You have alert phases. But it sees you and goes, Oi, what are you doing there, love? <laughs> and then it fills a little bar and then it gets mad. It, it feels it's so stagey. Mm. And this is when I when I played Metal Gear Solid Five, I felt like when I was infiltrating a camp, I was you know, I was doing something, I was playing with the mechanics, I was doing it my way. With Assassin's Creed, I feel like I'm fighting it. And it's some but sometimes it's really, really good. When you sneak in and now and rescue the children. 
and you have to, you know, because it's all like it seems unlike you. I know, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> Not you know, it's a mission. I, like, I'll I'll do anything as long as I believe in the mission. Uh, and you know, you kill the kill the main guy without alerting anyone. That stuff's really really good. And London looks great, especially at night. The problem, yeah, but it it just feels so old. Yeah, and also it controls quite poorly. Yeah, you know that up down thing from um, Assassin's Creed Unity. So they've still got the free running, obviously. You press uh, circle to free run down and X to free run up. That makes perfect sense, right? So if you want to jump up, you hold X. If you want to climb down, so you, you didn't have that confusion as before as, oh, what does, how do I get down, you know? Problem is, is that my brain, at least, is wired to think that I want to jump down places. Now, humans, you know, they have a word for that, which is jumping to go up <laughs> to come down. Yeah. But the game won't let you do that because you have to press circle. So what your jump button is, you're constantly pressing it because you're in the moment when you're running across the rooftops, you're thinking, you're going to press X to go to jump off. But really, it wants you to press circle to go off. It's just those little bits of dissonance. And also, it doesn't, it doesn't run. It runs a lot better than Unity. That much is true. And it's, it's a, it is, I wouldn't say quite buggy, but there are some very funny bugs in there. Not, people have faces. You don't have to worry. So they're already that. one step up from before, which is nice. Yeah, but uh, again, it's the same Assassin's Creed story. The world is very interesting, but not fun this time around. What I really liked about that's Black such a shame Flag, because the setting was the one thing I actually thought maybe I'll play. I'm not going to, but originally I was like maybe I'll play Assassin's Creed this year, and now I don't want to do it. Climbing Big Ben is amazing, and there's a great bit of uh, camera work when you jump off. Now, we've all jumped off the buildings in all the climbing games, especially Assassin's Creed. I was going to say we've all jumped off Big Ben. I thought that. I was like, I haven't. How do I do it? Like a service. Why do you think I look so tired all the time? (laughs) And uh, there's a great bit of camera work where it just does what looks a little bit like a dolly zoom. So the character slightly moves away from the camera as that's rushing up. and You actually feel like you're falling away from the camera there. And you get that feeling like, shit, I feel like I'm falling rather than just gliding into a haystack. But all that shit's still there. The haystacks are the same. The alert phases are pretty much all the same. You combat is really routine like punch punch counter punch punch done you know all of this sort of thing and it just feels so old Mm. and that is a shame i feel because the world especially at night as i said is really really good so assassin's creed it's getting a lot like it's got one some of the worst opening hours of any game i've ever played (laughs) absolutely abysmal which is boring really really bad it starts in croydon doesn't actually fucking A I like that good Um, on you Assassin's Creed and it gets better as you as you level up of course there's a skill tree and a tech tree and all of that but your own you're using that you know Metal Gear do you play Metal Gear Solid 5 no so when you come up through the (laughs) alright so when you come up through shut down the enemies react to you in that so if you start using uh, like tear gas a lot or whatever and sleeping gas you'll get to encampments later on and they've got um, gas masks on or if you're using uh, lethal weapons a lot they'll turn up uh, with more armor or if you're doing this and that the game reacts to you it never feels like the game reacts you just feel like you're getting a bit stronger yeah and i don't and you know i don't feel like i'm taking over anything i'm just getting rid of ri- bit ri- rid of red blocks on the map mm. i don't know i don't know i'm hoping it just goes you know what for the next five hours it's going to be great because it's gotten a lot better yeah but apart from that it's yeah it's just made you jack the ripper it's been a Jack the Ripper simulator. Yeah, We're that's... allowed to do that now. It's been long enough. It's not offensive. I don't know. It's still a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Like, I think it is. But, I mean, Jack the Ripper's been they, used they... in so many different forms of entertainment got, now. It's like, They've got a Jack the Ripper DLC, though, coming, haven't it's they? Nice, I think it's PS4 only, isn't it? We're making got that Fred up. West DLC and Harold Shipman DLC coming after it. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's all about time and 
I'm, that's just the way that life works. We're yeah. not saying it's right or wrong, but anyway. I, yeah, I think that a lot of people think that, yeah, he can do it now. But when he, I don't know, it's one of those where he's become a mythological character. That's the thing, he's not real anymore, is he? Yeah. He is a, he is a, you th- and you, so you could play as him, like some sort of uh, evil Batman, yeah. but then you, then you read back over it and go, Oh man, that really, he's real. that really was dreadful. Yeah, he's proper, proper. People are inspired yeah. by him today and not in a good yeah. way. Uh, yeah. Osman, Assassin's yes. Creed, is that something that you've kind of toyed around with more in the past? I, yes, in the past. So it's definitely a series that I fell out of love with after playing. Um, I, I mean, the first couple of games I remember enjoying quite a bit. Yeah. The first then, one as well. Oh, I hated the first Assassin's Creed. <laughs> four out of ten. <laughs> four out of ten Awful. in Games TM, huge problems. Damn right. Five out of ten. I think because it was, it, was, it was quite a while ago and therefore maybe my. Maybe my head was yeah, brain, yeah nostalgia yeah, just blinkered by I was like amazed by this the, this world almost and I remember enjoying it back then but I mean the, the the last few iterations I remember having it on the PS Vita actually one of the versions and it was a level where you had to like um, follow people around and all this I was like I've had enough of this <laughs> this is Assassin's Creed <laughs> which essentially is Assassin's Creed yeah um, and therefore it's a game I really really want to get back into get Syndicate you're gonna pick it up but. I'm 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 tempted, but I feel like I mean Steve hasn't really sold it to me. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, the no. most opening boring to uh, to any game. Um, so I'm not sure. I might pick it up and then see if I can return it in the next <laughs> the, <laughs> the next, next day after I play it. Yes, yeah. be- one of the best things about Assassin's Creed, and, and as you say, from the uh, you just reminded me of saying about the earlier games. <clears throat> this is one thing that that shows just how old it is. Is like in in MGS five. You sneak in, you do stuff, whatever. And then if you get to the objective, you get to the objective, the game just like goes, okay, you've done this, that, and the other. There are some bits where you can't get in unless you turn the alert phases off, which is which is kind of fine. Mm. In Assassin's Creed Syndicate, the game has no mechanical way to punish you for not playing it in the very narrow way that it wants you to play it. So if I run into a building and there's a locked door and I know the, the bad guy's behind it, if I sneak all the way in, without saying off the alert, then the, it'll let me in. If I go in there, alert everyone, and run up to the door, it won't let me in. It's to become anonymous to continue. And that that drives me insane, because what's the difference between that and me standing outside that door, punching the shit out of everyone, and then going, now the door will open. I want the game to react to my presence in the world, not ch- you know check off a lot of lists. Yeah. I don't want yeah. it to go, sorry, you've done X, so you can't do Y. Metal Gear didn't do that. He said, you did, you've done X, so Y will happen and possibly Z. You know, this anonymous to continue stuff drives me absolutely, especially because I don't feel like I've got the skills mm. uh, with the character at certain points and the AI to really play against what it wants me to do. So there you go, that's Assassin's Creed. Maybe Kojima's going to go Ubisoft. Oh, I'd love it. Has he officially I, gone now, or is that not official? Not official. Yeah. Like, official. He went, and then everyone said he's definitely gone, then everyone, oh no, we made a mistake. Then people said he stayed, then he's on holiday. I mean, jeez, man. Officially, he's on holiday, isn't he? According to Konami, he is on holiday, but Simon Parkin tweeted a picture which uh, he said, and I've got no reason to oh, doubt it. That's a holiday him, party. Go on a holiday. From Kojima's leaving party where they're all toasting him. <laughs> like, no, that's a holiday party. It's on yeah. holiday. That's what you do. You go on holiday, have a party before you go. <laughs> John, what do you think about Assassin's Creed? I don't think I've ever talked to you about it. Um, well, probably a bit like Burns. I mean, I really liked, I actually did quite like the first one, to be honest. I mean, yeah. looking back, like even like a few months after that, it felt possibly i liked it too much but um it was <laughs> i, like I thought it was a, it was a one of those early games that felt next gen even though it was a little bit ropey apart it at least looked impressive which that back then did mm. a lot for it um and then two i really liked two i think that was 
maybe the last one I reviewed, Assassin's Creed 2, and I did really get into it and like mm. assumed that they'd continue on the same level of quality. And I think a few did reach that kind of um, similar feeling, like Brotherhood and the mechanics added into those games. But then I tried playing. I think the last one I... I'm probably going to someone's. I probably reviewed one of the more recent ones. I've completely forgotten. But in my mind, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Three was the last one I tried yeah, playing. I hate Assassin's Creed, it's and it was just not good. Um, and then everyone said like um, Black Flag was like the best one in years. I never really got into it. Like um, I think I just lost interest in Assassin's Creed generally. Mm. Um, and I really liked like Unity from the look of it was interesting. Like the like the actual. Um, setting and everything about it but then it was just so broken I tried playing it like I think two weeks after it launched because I had a bit of spare time at home I just thought give it a go but I just never got I think about two hours in I looked at the uh, scenery a bit do (laughs) some pans around looking at the buildings and then that was about it really so I don't know it just feels (laughs) it just feels like it does need like a big ground up change rather than just because essentially what they seem to be doing is the big difference each one is the location. Well, it's the Ubisoft production line, isn't it? You come up with a franchise yeah. and just change the setting. Like mm. Far Cry Primal would be Far Cry, but Primal. Primal. You know, they won't do anything massively different, I doubt. But then no one's, no one's bored of Far Cry yet, I don't think. No, Whereas with Assassin's Creed, it need, like either they need to change like the combat in particular feels like it's been that way for, what, eight, nine years, yeah. whenever, whenever yeah. it's basically, it's tweaked, but it is essentially yeah. the same, like, counter-parry kind of stuff. People will be like, um, people, when I, in, unless the game gets, like, massively better, people are like, oh, you just hate Assassin's Creed, and the, I really enjoyed Black Flag, but when I reviewed it, I think I said that Black Flag succeeds in spite of itself, so the problems that it has are somewhat mitigated by the environments and the sailing and all the fun stuff. And it didn't take itself that seriously. Well, you're a pirate, going, so... You're a pirate, yeah. all of that sort of thing. And, you know, it's easy to get into it in the sea shanties and all that fucking show. And I really enjoyed my time playing it, but looking at it, you know, objectively, some of it is really bad. Now, there are less of the... of the of some of the bad elements in this one. There's less of tailing people so far. And then the game going, you've been spotted, start again. I can't stand they, that they, stuff. There's less of that. Why can't it just react to what you, I guess you were talking about earlier? Why can't it just react to you being spotted and take yeah. you off in a different path? It's, it's more uh, like Far Cry. So you get like strongholds, you take the stronghold, a little bit of the map opens up. Yeah. or you know, Because uh, it's all red to begin with. And then that block of red goes away. And so you can slowly but surely see how much you're, you know, you've taken of London. And I really want those games to work like Far Cry does to be mechanically very strong. They bit wrote, and what you said is absolutely true, Miller. It's not just the dev team's fault. It's not because they work in that very narrow boundary of both time and the Ubisoft production line, and it comes from the top. And all this their games want, are very yeah. similar. And you just think it needs a full Metal Gear Solid Five style, whole new mechanics built from the ground up, <laughs> and you know, and not just okay. You got the same desyncing crap. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing that got me. I haven't been Assassin's Creed in a long time, but even the loading screen is the same. I know it's not a big deal, but that to me, as soon as I saw it, just brought back all the memories of stuff I don't want to do again. It's like maybe you need to shift away from that. It, it's know. better. It's better than before, but it's better than before isn't still isn't amazing. No, it's not the old. But thing. Some, there are times where you feel like, oh man, I'm at, this is it. Yeah. I'm starting to have a really good time with this, and then it just goes, no, Steve, <laughs> now you've got to do this. 
Is, is, is it the same dev team who who do Assassin's Creed year on year? No, it's not. No, they changed like three Montreal, different Quebec, ones? And, uh, the third one, isn't there? Yeah. Maybe it's not. There, there's no, multiple ones. It, yeah. it cycles. Um, and they're, they're not just one dev team either, are they? Like This has probably got like five or six studios contributing. Yeah. I imagine. It has yeah. like two and a half thousand people working or something, doesn't it's it? Crazy. It's crazy. Like I've that. been to their offices in various parts of the world. It's just terrifying. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, to continue on with, I can consider it's a big game. No one else probably does. But um, this week, the embargo list for The Legends of Zelda, Triforce Heroes as well. Yeah, uh-huh. It's coming out on Nintendo 3DS. Now, I don't know what to make of Triforce Heroes. You can check out a proper review tomorrow. But we're allowed to talk about it in a preview sense. Is it now, tomorrow? I thought it was today. It's not today, is it? I don't know. We'll find out soon. Don't say it. <laughs> What's the date today? 20th. Nice, no, tomorrow. Don't do that to me, Tom. Oh, damn oh, you, right. man. Jeez, I had a heart attack. Um... I didn't realise that, and maybe it's just because I don't really follow up on trailers and press, I just like to experience the game when it comes. It's not your traditional Zelda experience in the sense, here's a nice big adventure game for you to go and play. It's basically mission-based. Mm-hmm. So you have like level one and then level one, two and level one, three. And each one is essentially a mini puzzle that you and your two mates are asked to conquer. And it can be as simple as, you know, the first level, for example, is get on the three switches. And surprise, surprise, the three switches are at different levels of verticality. Mm-hmm that you then have to switch on, so obviously you have to get into a big totem pole and all that kind of nonsense. And it's fun, because it's very, very silly. It reminds me very much of if the Paper Mario team got their hands on a Zelda game, since the script is ridiculous, the story the story is about fashion, which I think gives you an idea of how they're approaching it. But I'm so excited about playing this. Yeah. I, pl- I played it at E3 and I enjoyed it. Look, I liked it. I think it, I think it's a really, really, really good game. I just the, the biggest problem with it is you. this shouldn't come as a massive surprise. You have to play it with friends. This isn't like Four Swords, where your other mates will follow you around. You mm-hmm. it literally have to con- control each one individually. So you've got a green guy, a red guy, and a blue guy. If you're in control with the green guy, those other two people are not moving. They are so, you know, so still. So you have to tap the screen to choose which one you want. Now, when you're fighting a boss or something, that can be quite tricky as you're flicking around trying to... Because, yeah. you know, one of you may have the arrows, one of you may have bombs, and one of you may have you know, like a, a water power. So you have to be in control of a certain person to do it. And having to jump around like that feels very finickety. And it's like, this is not really... But again, Nintendo aren't marketing it like that. You know, which yeah. is, if you do decide to play it single player, it's nice that there is the option. But at the same time, I imagine a lot of people do want to play a Zelda game by themselves, even though it's not canon, you know, in the canon of Zelda games. And I don't know, I think it may surprise a few people and not necessarily in a good way. But it is a good game. Obviously, it's very, very well made. It's very, mm. very Zelda-y. Like it's, a, it's a light... I mean, they're, they're pitching it as like an entry into the series. I don't think that's right at all it's just a multiplayer version of Zelda I don't think you're going to play this and then jump across to Ocarina of Time on 3DS and think oh thank goodness <laughs> I think you can go play Ocarina of Time now and, and you know it's relatively straightforward but it is good and I do like it but it feels like filler in many ways to me I don't mean it, it, they, they, they see it as filler I mean to me it's just a way to get a Zelda game out as you wait for a proper experience to come because that's all I want from Zelda games really mm. I know a lot of people are tired of the formula but I am not one of those people I think they come out Few and far between. It's not enough. as if they haven't delivered Zelda games on 3DS, is it? We've had no, like the last two one remakes one and an original ever. one. So, um, but I think this is a nice experiment to to have. Like, I think it, it's it's always nice when people try and play around with stuff. It's just not necessarily the game that I wanted at this point in time. I still think it's very good. I just I'd be intrigued to see. I think you just have to play it with friends. You play it with friends, or you just randomly find somebody on the internet and you're laughing. It's, it's just a lot mm. of fun, and it doesn't matter if I'm playing it with you or Burns or a stranger because you can't talk to each other. Unless we're going to ring each other up. There's no voice chat. <laughs> so I mean that's quite nice in a way though because 
there is this kind of you have to instinctively know what you should be doing and that can be as frustrating as it is fun because if you want somebody to pick you up and they're not picking you up but this it kind of adds to the fun as well because the levels are very short you can do most of them in sort of five ten minutes so i don't know it's interesting it's definitely mm. interesting and it feels different and it's just I'm not i think it's much more like oh i'm on a plane and somebody else has got it rather than i'm going to go home on a certain night and sit there and plow hours into tripod yeah. it's very pick up and play i would say and then not worry about it too much yeah, but I, I like it. I played it. I liked it. I played it with a Nintendo rep who couldn't play it. Really? I still had a good time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Did the mission where you have to form up in a three and throw the bomb in the top of the spinning spike thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah big it, boss thing. It can do. It. Can throw it on a diagonal. Really? And I was like, fuck you, Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. You fucked it. Osman, Zelda fan, not a Zelda fan. What's your opinions on Nintendo? Because <clears throat> we're touching upon it. Um, I've, well, I've, I've never really had, I've never properly had a Nintendo console. Oh my well, god! Well, okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me take that back <laughs> slightly. Um, I did have, well, I, okay, I did have an N64, Damn which right. at the time I kind of enjoyed, but partly regretted as well, and which is why I got a PS1. Yeah. Pretty soon after that, because it was just, I, I just felt at the time there wasn't that much to play on it mm. at that particular time, and I remember like pairs kept coming out. Um, on the PS1 around 2001 or something. Yeah, that's, you're like, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what I really want. I thought what game is your big thing then? Like, what's your big game that you, your go-to game? Um, I, what I, games do you like? Um, I, I do like football games, so I've, I've been playing a lot of pairs this year, and it's brilliant. As a, do you agree with Steve? As, as do you think it's the Burns best football say. game ever made? Um, I don't know, because um, <laughs> right. for me, sensible world, of, <laughs> sensible world of soccer, so... Oh my! See, people <laughs> Burns, you can't agree with that, surely. <laughs> you know what? Well, you as I do. I grew up uh, playing uh, Sensi, and people loved Sensible World of Soccer. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. Mm. You know why? That fucking curve on the ball. <laughs> just, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, same, same for me. The fucking the banana shot. I was just like, <laughs> but I understand uh, why people love it. I'm not yeah. against uh, Sensible. So, well, I, so. I I do think um, I do think it's. I mean, it's definitely the best pairs for. Well, it's the best pair since pair six, essentially. And that was, I'd have to put that up there as probably one of my top three games of all time. Pair wow. Six. Pairs, someone else, who sells, someone else said that the other day? 360, uh, 360 pair six or PS2 pair six. There is a difference. And John Denton, one of the, one of the best uh, games critics, still will not allow me to essentially be his friend after I said, no, I prefer the 360 <laughs> version. He's like, Steve, we can't be friends anymore. I'm sorry. Like, Which one do you like, Osmond? Do you not even know? Uh, probably don't know. No one gets uh, half that question. PS, yeah, I, I had it on the PS3, I think. So. Shit. I should probably go with that. There you go. So what, what's the last game that you played? Just out of interest. The last thing you turned on on your machine? Uh, the last game I played, I think it would have been so the PS Plus games that came out this month. So Super Meat Boy. Nah, Super Meat Boy's fucking awesome. I love Super Meat Boy. It's an old game, though. Yeah, I know. Um, that guy's came back to me again this week, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I, I played about an hour of that and really enjoyed it. It's when I read the description, it said hard as nails platform. I thought, mm. right, I'm gonna hate this. Yeah, end up playing it and actually really enjoyed it because it's, it's one. It? It, it's Moorish and it's one of those which every time you you find yourself getting closer to what you need to do, and a lot of it is trial and error, but it is very very fun. And um, also played Broken Age as well, which came out on the PS Plus and. Really, really enjoying that as well. And it's almost like a callback to some of the 90s kind of clicking. Mm. It, it, it's not very... Yeah, it really is, isn't of, it? it? It's away from games like I feel, like Telltale and um, even Life is, Life is Strange, which I really enjoyed as well. But uh, it's, it, it's a really fun game. It's an interesting game. The only thing I don't really like about it is it's almost a case of you go through every single um, kind of conversation option until you 
advance the story essentially yeah. and I, I remember games like kind of monkey island you had to almost like be very st- strategic and pick the right one yeah, yeah which was whereas this fun. is almost yeah okay i'm just going to go through each and every one until i get the information that i need yeah and then i can progress but other than that it's um it, it's a really really fun game um i like it i because obviously all that controversy about it with the kickstarter stuff yeah but I think if you take all that out of the equation, I, I mm. think Tim Schafer knows what he's doing in a certain niche of video games. Future Steve Burns. Yeah, Tim exactly. Schafer. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that's the games we've been playing this week. Before we answer your questions, which I forgot to print off today. So we are going completely raw with this. I'm just oh going to read Lord. them all out. So they could be nuts. I don't know. But I've got a few things to pimp out because we do have a proper merchandise store now. Pal. Um, is there only one t-shirt or a set of bit of click and load? You can get loads of different apparel. It's just a video game, a logo. But I want to make people been tweeting me going, is this it? For now, more designs are going to go up this week, hopefully, or relatively soon. We've teamed up with TeePublic. So you just go to teepublic.com forward slash user forward slash videogamer.com and you can buy yourself some can video you game Can you buy dog dogs. outfits? No, you can get T-shirts, vests, hoodies. Nothing for any animals. Uh, not yet, no. I don't, well, who wants that? Nobody people. Wants that. No. Why are you doing this? You know, you're part of video gamer, right? I know, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just speaking for the people. Well, if you want dog-related stuff, buy a T-shirt and cut it up for your dog. There you go. Uh, Sounds and then, lazy. Uh, all the, I was going to make you an at VG Tomo T-shirt. You're not getting it's it now. Still on. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Facebook, VideoGamer.com, Twitter, VideoGamer.com, VideoGamer.com, and VideoGamer TV. Right, questions. We're going in blind. Be ready. Brett Claxton. Uh, who's that? Brett Claxton. What's the large... This is a mistake already. What's the <laughs> largest animal you could gaffer tape to a lamppost? <laughs> Have we been asked that before? Do they do they mean mass or do they mean um, like, like general size? <laughs> that's, Just that's pick a, an animal, bird. Doesn't matter. It's a legitimate question. Uh, obviously, size, size. Mm, uh, you know what? Given how much the animal itself is, the animal sedated, probably not. Um, no, you're wrestling with it. You got to take it out first. You're wrestling. I reckon you could probably get a dog, a medium-sized dog. That's a very realistic tapes. answer. You could probably get like a cow. It walks, yeah, up, next to, it walks up next to the lamppost, then you gaffer tape it. You right. don't have to pick it yes, up. Yes, those urban cows with which we're all I've, uh, I've, familiar. I was on holiday in the New Forest and years I ago, and cows just run forest. down the road. They just run around. Obviously. Feral lies. cows. Feral, Feral cows. It's a real thing. They just wander just around. Just get on and ride it. No, but we're just walking down Cowboy the road, and suddenly it's like a cow stampede down the road. I think you're Is that are you picking cow, then? Cow. Osman, would you want to gaffer tape to a lamppost? Uh, giraffe. Giraffe. As if, yeah, giraffes are so much more common than cows. I would choke it out because it's all neck. Yeah, it's got a bit neck to choke out. Exactly. I'm going to do a gorilla because why not? Uh, British horror story. Rip your face off. I'd rip its face off. Thanks. Well, we'll see about that. Gorillas are fucking hard. (laughs) British horror story at Benedict TM. uh, Benedict M. Are we worried? We. It's a team. Are we? Are we worried? There has been no news on the new Zelda since the delay. Saying it's coming might shift some Wii U's. Because it's coming out of the NX. That's why. They're doing the classic Zelda. Well, I don't know that. I mean, that's what my, my heart tells me, is that it's the classic Nintendo thing. All right, we didn't get the Zelda game ready for when we want. We need to announce a new console. Wouldn't it be great to launch the new Zelda game? Yes, we'll put it on that. So. Fact. It'd be dumb if it isn't. Like, if they're going to launch the new console, they're not going to go... Well, I've always said this. Play this on your old console while we give you some shit that you don't well, want they, on this. They'll do what they did with GameCube and Twilight Princess. Mm. Um that's the other rumour as well that Twilight Princess is coming out on Wii U yeah. which would be fantastic I think Twilight Princess is a forgotten forgotten yeah, gem but of you the think game. all Zelda games are forgotten gems <laughs> uh, yes I do that's true uh, especially the uh, the age of games that Capcom mm. did they're fantastic um, Osman are you worried yep. about Zelda or do you not give a shit 
Don't really give a shit. There we go. Um, David Turners, what game have you most been addicted to? Pez, surely, in this room. Well, Pez oh. is like a very low-level addiction. You know, like some like people like, I don't know, bread, you know. You just play it's, it a lot, but mm. not, con- not not for hours on end addicted. all the time. Addicted to a video Football game. Football Manager Live. It's the only game I've ever been addicted to. Yeah, mm. I'm literally addicted. So you're sitting at work, I for, you're sweating. I play it for hours, like just all the time. Yeah, one of the last games I can really remember that feeling. I think maybe addiction or being addicted is the wrong word, but the compulsion to play constantly. Mm. Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. And I couldn't, you know, I, I thought it would be good, but then that had amazing game flow. Like you got to new areas, it was like Metroid or whatever, and then suddenly you had new powers, and it felt like it was building a building in a way that certain other franchises we talked about don't. And I was like, shit, eight hours have passed. Like, how has this happened? It's like Saturday. Lydia's like, Steve, he fucking stopped being an idiot. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I, don't, I think the issue, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, is that because we play games so much, we see games at, at various stages of the development. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have seen Assassin's Creed and played it, or I've played Metal Gear at preview, then I play Metal Gear at review. Then by the time I get it and actually have the chance to play it in a way that I'm not having to play it or getting paid to play it, that feeling where you run out and buy the game and you just tell everyone, shut the fuck up. You sit down, GTA 5, I think, for the, you know, because you don't see any of GTA really. Yeah. I mean, you saw a bit of it hands off, Miller, didn't you? Probably. So that, that kind of into, it's good to see games early, but I remember Matt Handrahan, friend of Video Gamer, an all round great guy, (laughs) saying that he had to review Bioshock 2 and the preview code came in and he had to preview it and he's like, I don't want to play it now, I want to play it at review. Yeah all the way through because I can't take my save over and it's going to be months from now and I don't want to have to do five hours. I'm like, fuck. So, but yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess the last game I kind of sat getting excited was with Dragon Age Origins. That's mostly because it was unexpected so it kind of got in, wormed its way in that way where I was like, mm. oh, I'm so, I'm enjoying this and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it so now I'm excited to play it some more. Yeah. I can't think of a game I've actually been addicted. Osman, you've been addicted to anything? Like addicted? Um, I, th- I think like Tom but it would probably have to be football manager because it is one of those which you will play you, you're not just going to play it for a, a finite amount of time you're going to play it for weeks and till months you and, until you die essentially yeah <laughs> so those kind of long marathon sessions of playing till like five six in the morning just just one more game one more season whatever the case is i never mm. got into football i never played was... it at stupid times like that just you know, <laughs> no, I always Osman, stopped and went to bed. Press conferences in the loo, <laughs> <laughs> wearing a suit, a suit for Champions League finals. Did yeah. you do that? Did you celebrate? Because people do that. They dress up for their FA Cup days and stuff, don't they? Did you do that? So yeah, if you got to the FA Cup final, you do it on a Saturday and dress up. There are people th- that do that. Yeah, I think I did play the Champions League uh, music, intro music. Of course. Absolutely. I was a big game. The Champions. I, I remember, it was, I think it was Christmas Day, and uh, I was at my mother-in-law's, and I was playing Football Manager on the laptop. And I was in the Champions League final, and I they conceded like right near the end, and I lost. I swore so loudly in the middle of this room, and I, I, that no one thinks I ever speak. So the fact that I screamed was quite alarming. But, yeah. uh, Steve Streeting, who is that? Steve Streeting. After a break from... Oh, that's the second part of his questions. Hang on. What the hell have you done? Basically, he wants to know if there should be a recap feature in games. Because sometimes you take a break from a game, you come back... That would be good. I've just been playing Batman again, like in between um, Halo and stuff. And I went back to it and I was... There's a bit where I had to go on like a blimp. I had no clue what was going on. It had been really good had it just recapped a little bit. What would you like, though? Would you like it to kind of show... 
I think Batman does do it that. It does have a it? little. It has, it has like a little yeah, bit of text, has. like you've been doing blah blah blah. But some kind of more, or even for Batman's sake, I'd have quite liked a loading screen that had like you could just mess around and do the moves in. Mm. Because I hadn't played it for months, and so, like trying to figure out what did what again was a bit confusing. But. I think they did like the Telltale games do it. That'd be quite nice. Mm. You have a in your last hour of this game, you did X, Y, and Z. Mm. That's, but you have, you kind of have to know those things because. The rest of the game unspools on your yeah, decisions. It's true, yeah. But um, Syndicate has a. Uh, every time you pause it, it tells you uh, the story so far, uh, right in the middle of the screen as well. It says here's here's what's up in the last story beats that you did. So that's pretty cool. I guess you don't need it in Chapman, do you? I can still call it Championship. Champ- Champ- <laughs> yeah. Champ- 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 uh, ben Monroe at X Ben Blaster X X Ben gonna give it to you. Was Mario Maker a one-off, or will Nintendo turn it into a repeat franchise? What more could they do? Well, I think Nintendo's plan with it is to make it a platform that lasts. <laughs> forever essentially so you'll never get super mario maker 2 but you will get we've just updated super mario maker with this they see it as far as i can tell as having a game with infinite fin- you know go forever nx packing if they want it to well, go I forever they're will. gonna have to monetize it aren't they like more or dlc if you yeah. want to get i don't know what's not in there now but if you want to get this that and that then i'm pretty sure that they're not it's not done it's not like a game has come out they're done with it I'm pretty sure if it works how they want it to, Simply, in what's five this, what's years' time, we're still doing going. Like a, like a Metroid pack, so you can well, build Metroid levels and stuff. Well, you'd have to change the name of it then. I know, but if, are they going to, would they do a Metroid Maker? Would they just Super Nintendo that? Maker. Would they build the, yeah, exactly that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe not in that sense, but I do think that we'll still be getting updates for this in, in a few years' time. Mm-hmm. I was I'm guessing you've never played Super Mario Maker. It doesn't I, sound like that's your kind yeah, of cup of tea. No, no, it's not. I've played, um, I guess... The closest equivalent would be Little Big Planet. Did you like it? I don't like Little Big Planet. I really don't. It's just I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of in the same yeah. same boat to be honest. I, I I had a copy given to me, so I played a little bit. I was like, no, nah, I'm not sure this is really. What for is me. this and corruption? <laughs> Unbelievable! Oh my word! Steve at the real S O'Neill. None of this fake nonsense. Has there been a game that you've loved despite one thing that you really hated? Well, I guess Arkham Knight is the most recent one of that. A lot of people are down the Batmobile but still managed to enjoy the game. Metal Gear, you were kind of similar, weren't you? Five, you didn't like lots of that, but particularly the end. Yeah, I think... <laughs> no, it's true. I think, uh, yeah, the end of Chapter 2 was uh, was really bad. Um, you know what? Assassin's Creed Black Flag is probably that game. I really enjoyed playing it, as I said earlier. But... Unfortunately, it still has loads and loads of terrible elements to it, which bring you out of it. But when you know the climbing was really good in that, and the environments were really varied, and the, the naval stuff was really really cool. So, you know, I found myself like I've got to play this. I want to. Yeah. I want to see. I want to finish this game. I want to see what's at the end of it. I want to see what's coming next in a way that the Assassin's Creed games afterwards really didn't do. So that's probably the the last example of that for me, apart from NGS. Mm. All right. There you go. Anyone else? My, my go-to answer is always the Captain America game from Sega. Because it, it's kind of a bit rubbish, but also quite good. Like, most of the game feels a bit rubbish, but it's kind of like a cheap Batman knockoff. Yeah. But it's all right. They all are. They did another one, didn't they? That was like a bit like Batman. Can't remember what it was now. Never mind. Osman? The, I'm, I'm probably going to say The Walking Dead, the Telltale game. What did you like? I didn't one? like the gamey elements, because the rest of the game, the decision-making... Yeah. The decisions didn't really matter that much in the end, but um, all of that stuff and the story itself and the characters were really, really interesting. Made you really, really want to get through the game. But the gamey elements, the, the quick time events, etc., just felt quite unnecessary. And it felt like they put them in there just 
So you could say, haha, well, this is a game. It's yeah. not just a, an interactive experience, which it is. It's interesting because in the Game of Thrones version, there's hardly any game in it. Walk forward a bit. Mm. That's about it. So Fine. At Holodrone, Peter, are you happy with Big Day One patches if it means games give you more bang for their buck? I don't care. I'm, not... I'm, I'm perfectly fine with them. Do you know, everyone goes nuts about patches, right? Do you know who doesn't like them? Former video gamer employee, Brett Phipps. Yeah, he doesn't like Every them. time <laughs> someone announces a patch, he's like, I can't <laughs> believe they've got a patch. <laughs> but you know what? My problem with patches is this. If you don't like them and they get you upset, fine, good for you. Go protest in the streets. But we live in a world where everyone, bar none, has gone, the internet's fucking amazing. Let's all rely on the internet. So when everybody else starts running on the internet, you can't go, how dare you rely on the internet? The problem is people... created this world. Some people don't have a limited internet downloads, do they? So they can only... They have to budget their downloads, essentially. The internet here, though. I think what I don't like about day one patches is I think a lot of companies, Ubisoft, who have done it in the past, rely on that day one patch to actually finish their game. Mm -hmm. I don't think that is cool. I think you should... Whatever you give to somebody on the disc should be, that works, and that works fine. I don't like this whole, well, we'll just rely on the day one patch thing to ensure that whatever we give out is on the state that it should be. I think that's not cool. Because what if you don't have the internet? That does still happen. I mean, mm. it's very unlikely you've got PS4 and no internet. Mm. But I do, I do think if the retail thing should be that's done. Anything we're going to do to it now is additional rather than we've just fixed the game it's or whatever. It's a though. The uh, day one patch is like an overdraft. You know, it's meant to be there for emergencies really to yeah. get things finished You're right, but then yeah, people yeah. start relying on it and then things get more fucked up each time because you just go deeper and deeper into it mm. and then you're leaving out stuff that you should be doing elsewhere and just banging it on and Unity is the perfect example yeah. of that so I agree sad times Osman have you ever downloaded a day one patch and been like motherfuckers you've ruined my life <laughs> all, all, all the time I think I think every almost every game it's like well you need to you need to install something or download something in order to play this game like well I was excited to play it right now and I have to wait but as you said it, it is a kind of first world problems really yeah it's, it's not um, yeah, yeah as, I think as you've said it shouldn't be used as a crutch or uh, developers publishers etc relying upon it to, to deliver you the game you've just bought a disc from a store that's it it should be, be on there yeah exactly yeah I like patches I like reading the patch notes yeah Classic oh, old PC. Think, what, old what's PC this going to add? What's he going to add? Or fix his stability? Ooh. <laughs> <gonna> change log <laughs> Performance <laughs> improvements. That's the best one, isn't it? Performance. Uh, yeah. uh, Buddington. At Buddington. And remember, he's been on before Buddington. He's got a zero for, the, for his name. Time for more Star Wars games? Question marks. Any hints on anything beyond Battlefront? A proper new RPG or Jedi Outcast-like game? Well, it's whatever Visceral's working on, isn't it? Mm. They're working on a Star Wars They're game. We don't know what Dead it is. Space Formula. Oh, cool. It's called Jedi. Jedi Space <laughs> 4. Um, I don't know what Visceral will... What's the last game they did? Hardline? It won't mm. be like that. No, no, no. I'm it? just trying to think of the range of what they've done and if they'll tie it into anything they've already got. It's going to be like... It's going to be Uncharted in space, isn't it? That's what it's oh, going to be. Is Amy Hennig on it? What's her name, right? Remember yeah. that thirteen thirteen game that looked really good? Like Uncharted in Space, yeah. I'd be up for Uncharted in I Space. I've still got a thirteen thirteen USB credit card thing. Really? I'm going to sell that online for like £300. <laughs> I'm like, sure everybody wants the that. Game, the game is on it. I'd be up for some... Co- I, mean, anyway, I, want, I want EA to just go, we fucked up with the old Republic. Here's Star Wars, KOTOR, whatever they'd call it now. Yeah. But like a proper, that's that, never that'd be happen. a proper internet meltdown if they announced a new KOTOR. Get Obsidian yeah. to do it as well. Yeah. Obsidian did a really good job. They just can't get technical stuff right. But KOTOR 2 is a really, really good video game. Who knows? What could happen? It's a bit like Bioshock 2 to Bioshock. Like everyone goes to the original Bioshock, but sometimes Bioshock you need to have bad. a little, yeah, you need to have a little look, look at the sequel and see what they're doing. Um, this is interesting. Chris Somethingson at Mozilla. Was the PS2 the last console to have a true vein of creativity? 
What are you talking about? Well, he, he's referenced these games. Dark Chronicle, Akami, Ico, Katamari, Damasi, etc. Which I think is a very strange amount of games to throw out there. You're talking, so you're talking about games that you consider weird, weird because they're games. Japanese. But Dark Chronicle's not weird. Dark Chronicle's just a really, really, really good Japanese RPG that takes elements from all ideas and makes it work. Akami, I think, is overrated. So I'm going to get killed now, but I do think Akami's overrated. I've never played it. And Ico was good, but I still think there are games like that out there. I mean, 360 had Sneak King, the Burger King That's game. That's true. And the Doritos you, one. Yeah. The racing Doritos game. That strikes yeah. me as nostalgia. Like, a lot of those games in that list are very good. Mm. But at the same time, you could you know, you know, could pick out five or six really good games I do from th- the 360 or the PS3 or mm. Tokyo fucking Jungle, motherfucker. I do think it's amazing. The PS2's had very, very good diversity and range with its games, but it also sold yeah. like 100 bajillion consoles. So when you've done that, you can have a bit it's more like fun. It's like SNES 2, wasn't it? Just a great breadth of amazing titles. But as you say, it sold to everyone on and the planet. These days, we get a load of indie indie games, don't we? That that kind of fills the gap. Yeah. Where we used to get kind of... We just talk about Super Meat Quirkier games. Now they're all indie stuff. Indie, like yeah. smaller projects. You had Kane Lynch 2, last generation, which is obviously um, the best shooter of the last 10 years. Obviously. <laughs> Osman, you're a PS2 fan? Everyone's a PS2 fan, right? Like you're obsessed yes. with PS2? What's yeah, your favourite yeah. game on the PS2? There you go. Right there. Oh, you've put me in the spot. One of. One of your favourite games on the PS2. Don't say that golden eye game. Um, the, the, <laughs> don't say Melga Solid 2. The, the Getaway. Because it's the first thing I thought what? of. What? <laughs> okay, fine. Everyone remember this. Osman's favourite PS2 game is The Getaway. Uh, Phil Reynolds That's at Reynolds Theo. <laughs> <laughs> I like games being easy. I'm often doing other things at the same time and need to pause. Why don't games like me anymore? He's saying games are getting harder and some of them don't let you pause. Well, I do take his point. I do. I much prefer a game to be an experience than a challenge, but just whack the chair. In modern day consoles, there's always a way to pause. You can like whack a button and it'll just like actually back out entirely and the game will just go into... What does that do on like Dark Souls? Just Dark Souls 2 and you press it doesn't that keep going. PS button. I'm does not it, sure. Does it not like log you out or something weird? I think so. It just deletes the game. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't. I mean, I would like games. I think all games should come with a experience option. It mm. just it just turns off the difficulty. You can well, go on and experience Uncharted it. Uncharted has that, doesn't it? It's called Explorer. Does it really have that? Yeah. And it's just like you can't die. Well, you can if you. Fall I'm all right it. with that. You know, I'm sure some people now are like collapsing in in horror of such a notion. But I I I I don't know. If it suits the game. Yeah. So Dark Souls wouldn't suit. Because, no, no, no. Exactly. That is the game. I don't expect yeah. Dark Souls to do a, it. But. A lot of games. Like Uncharted, for example, the fact that this collection wouldn't allow me to skip to whichever section I wanted was just ridiculous. Mm. So when I went to put it on for review, I should put it on easy. Yeah, I know how this, you know, know how these games play. I want to see how they. I still find it weird though. I bet you reviewed this game on easy. So if I did, it's an option. Max Payne Three is uh, is a much better game on easy because on normal it's too hard. Yeah. You just die so easily. I mean, like, I your share games like what the fuck? Shut up! If there is an easy option. Uh-huh. Meaning, as the consumer of said game, I can play it through on easy option. I should be able to review it on easy because that is an option being offered to me. Mm-hmm. I should mention it that I played it on easy, but I find that nuts. I remember, I'm not going to mention the game, and I won't mention the publisher who accused me of one review because they weren't appreciative of the score that you didn't play it on normal difficulty, did you? And I said, one, I did, but two, because he said, you should play it on normal because if you play it on easy, you're getting the wrong, you're not getting the game in the right way. So I said, are you telling me if I play it on easy, I'm playing a broken version of this video game? No reply. I was like, I should be able to play however I want. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I just play on hard and then replay on super hard. Do you really? No. Because you're like super hardcore uber Nothing gamer. Nothing but hard. If it doesn't have like hard as an option, I don't play it. 
Mm. I did Bioshock <laughs> 2 for review in um, on Han. Mainly because uh, one of the people at Imagine said that it's actually a much better game on hard because mm. the, of the Vita or sort of Vita chambers or whatever they're called. That's the, yeah. had, like, the Halo thing, isn't it? Like, so, everyone recommends you playing Heroic, don't they, rather than normal. Everyone. And I fucking completed Alien Isolation on hard in review. People are like, Steve, why are you doing that? It's like, well, it recommends it. And then you put it on easy and realise that the thing still kills you just as much. <laughs> <laughs> Osman, are you a fan or are you not a fan of stuff like Dark Souls? I'm always intrigued by no. that. No, no Dark, like it, it. It, it's one of those games which always intri- has intrigued me and, and I've watched playthroughs and been like, oh, okay, this is interesting, but it's one of those that would just never appeal to me because, again, it's one of those where you just keep dying and it, it's not like Super Meat Boy, for example, where it's a trial and error type thing. I mean, it is to some extent, but just that massive 30, 40-hour experience, however long it is, something like that just well wouldn't interest me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm definitely somebody who is prefers playing games for the experience. So, so typically I will play on easy or normal mode just to get through the experience. Because, yeah. I mean, stuff like Un- Uncharted, it's one of those, especially the first Uncharted, where there's just so much shooting. It's like swathes of enemies just yeah. kind of coming at you. And if you're playing that on hard, I can't imagine how just annoying that would be. I mean, it was annoying enough on easy, let alone <laughs> advanced difficulty. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one for the experience rather than uh, difficulty, well, there you go. You see, we're all we're all united here at the Video Gamer UK podcast, which everybody out there will be getting pissed off. Next time, I'm definitely writing these questions down. Yep. Some, I'm going to read this. Some of them are crazy. Johnny Muir, at Johnny Muir, which video game character do you most relate to or empathise with? I think I empathise with any video game character. <laughs> I mean, I don't ever see him and I go, ah, like Joel in The Last of Us. Ah, he's got such a hard time. Well, yeah, but I'm not in a zombie apocalypse, so it's hard for me to know what he's got to do. Does anyone? I empathise with my players in Pez because you know they, <laughs> you know they're just people trying to get by. But uh, you know, I don't think that video games have really um, advanced to that stage where, unlike say movies or books, where you can project on like some mm. characters, absolutely. But em- empathy with with a character is very difficult for games to get across because player agency usually gets in the way. Yeah. So you're like. In a cutscene, like, oh, well, I feel really bad about all this. And then the cutscene ends, you go, fine. <laughs> and just start yeah, exactly. down people. Like, They're dead. You know, actually, I'm telling a complete lie. I really empathise with Michael from GTA V <laughs> as a uh, as an old, bored, rich white man sitting around watching shit on television then going out and killing people. That's going to be me in the future. And I'm, right. I'm looking forward to it. Anyone else? Say. Empathetic game characters. Lee from The Walking Dead, maybe, but again, I think that that was more of a like a paternal instinct type yeah. thing. But again, as you said, you're in a zombie apocalypse, and you you're forced. Got to do what you got to do in a zombie apocalypse. Bad stuff's going to go down. Tom, it's exactly. No, no, right, good. <laughs> Last question. Nathaniel at Litrios. In an ideal world, which developer would you like to see given the Bond license, and what would you want them to do with it? Silence fills the video game in UK uh, office. It's Bond. Well, uh, give it to Epic, or give it to. Um, I don't even know what kind of game. Is a would, game. What game should Bond be? Like, I don't know. Um, well, in this day and age, I wouldn't want it to be a first-person shooter because I feel like it just always compared to Goldeneye. But I thought Everything or Nothing by EA was really good. Like a stupid third person. Mm. With a got... motorcycle underneath the Yeah, it's so bad. I would like some kind of stupid... like a... Well, Uncharted, isn't it? It's Uncharted. I'd like an Uncharted-type game, obviously set in a city, and you're trying to stop bad men who yeah. are spies. Mm. But yeah. I don't know who... Activision still have it, as far as I'm aware, but that could not be 
correct for all I know. I don't I know. believe they do. You, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, with they've tried almost everything. You've had racing games. You've had first and I think you've got to mix experience. it all up. I definitely think you've got a bit shooting, a bit Bloodstone driving. Bloodstone was all right. Yeah. Best 5 out of 10 game of all time, Bloodstone. Best Bond game, we all agree, is Goldeneye, though, correct? Yeah. No one yeah. here thinks it's fucking yeah. Nightfire or whatever that is. Uh, if people of a certain was. age who think Nightfire is really good, and that's I mean, if you play the, if you go back and play them now, I doubt Goldeneye. I've played it not too long ago. It isn't great, mm. but at the time, it clearly was. Yeah. It's the best. So. Right. Also, I had a sense of humour. The slapping. Yeah. Big you head know. mode. Oh, oh, that's good. Okay. That's it. Can you believe it? We've come to the end of another episode of the Video Gamer UK podcast. All the video game related questions have been put to bed and now it's time for everyone to look forward and move on with their lives. If you are a patron, you can listen to the Patreon bit which is going to happen right after this. It's just patreon.com forward slash video gamer. Five dollars. You get a bit more of us talking crap as well as some other stuff. You can find it on the website. Yeah. 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 Does anyone want to say anything else before um, I wrap this shindig up? Keep listening to the end because who knows what will be at the end. Like I watched... Uh, the end of Hannibal season two last night. Mm. I'd watched the end of it about two months ago. Yeah. But then I discovered there's a bit after the credits. Oh, really? It explains what's going to happen next. Oh, can you I was believe like, it? What? I mean, like, there, there probably yeah. won't be anything after this, but who knows? Mm. Like in Aliens, apparently, I read this in trivia, that there's, after you finish the credits, there's the sound of an egg opening. Really? Mm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, and uh, follow at VG Tomo. At VG Tomo. Keep watching <laughs> Narcos on Netflix as well. Like, it's such a good show. You can't keep watching it if it's finished. No, nah, you watched it once, watch it through again. And look for the things you didn't know. What yeah. a fantastic TV show. That's my weekly Narcos plug. Yeah. I've, I've watched the first two minutes of that. First two minutes? Very good, yeah. Oh, you're well involved I was then. interrupted by a five-year-old. I think you say two episodes. A five-year-old no, knocking yeah. your door and they're like, hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop watching Narcos, man. Okay, well, thank you very much for Osmond for coming in today. You can that's follow right. him on Twitter at Old Beardy Bastard. Yeah, that's You don't look me. very old at all. You look I, younger I than all of us. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm older than... Are you allowed to reveal I'm, you? Would you rather? You don't have to. I'm, I'm 33. 33, yeah. is he? I'm almost... On the test almost 100%. 100%. Yeah, dude, you, I would have gone mid-20s. So you're doing let, let, very well. Let's go with that. Okay, so the mid-20, Osman. Thank you very much. And also, <laughs> thank you very much for being a patron. We, we genuinely That's appreciate right. it. And if you want to be on the Video Gamer UK podcast again... Don't be a mug. Join the Video Gamer Community Club. Don't even do it. It wasn't even us. It was mm, Osman. That, that's it, yeah. Anyway, I've been Simon Miller, and I was joined by Stephen W. Burns, Tom Ory, and the man Osman. Peace. See you later. <laughs>